This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. Kick-Ass with WandaVision, Episode 6, Vision in the Middle, I guess. Welcome back to the show, guys. How's everybody doing? Kick-Ass is right. Kick-Ass indeed. Kicking ass. Like, kicking ass. <laughs> kicking ass where you can kick some ass. Yeah. Take, take it, taking that ass and kicking it through the uprights. Or uh, I feel like this is going to be a runner for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've actually never seen Kick-Ass. What? Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I, I watched... I, no, no, I, I gotta I do. I gotta do the Cisco. It. I gotta do the Cisco one. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I started watching it. I got. I don't know. Maybe a half hour in, I was just like, I I can't watch this anymore. Like I just couldn't do it. So I stopped. I want to give it another try. But you know what? I I didn't realize until I actually just looked it up. Why well, I, I made two discoveries that I that surprised me. One, Evan Peters is in Kick Ass. I didn't realize that. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that either. Yeah, it was strange. I, I, I was like, no, that can't be right. It's the other the other Quicksilver that, other, that was yeah. in it. It's like, no, he's in it too. And the other thing is I didn't realize that Aaron Taylor Johnson was also a tenant. He was he the was beer military guy. guy. Yeah, he was oh, the buff okay. military dude. Yeah. The, the main character that isn't introduced until like halfway through the movie. Yeah. I'm like, well, who's this guy now? Like, wait, was he <laughs> earlier? Yeah. The Oh, man. Anyways. We could talk about Tenet for a year and a half, oh, I think. I could spend days talking about Tenet up and down. Yeah. Like, I can talk about it, get in the turnstile, talk about, talk about it backwards, <laughs> and then come right back again and talk about it. Talk about it, yeah. Just yeah. just remember, if we ever do Tenant, I will be publishing it only backwards. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah there you go no actually we should almost like have it like if we could record it like three different audios and like at least (laughs) one person (laughs) maybe maybe just like two people are talking like in normal time and the other person is inverted the whole the whole conversation we we, we should do it like like the video for amish paradise where like you're doing it backwards but forwards Okay, well, let's get into let's get into Wandavision. So, yeah, this is episode episode six. We're into the two thousands now. Feels like only yesterday we were in the nineties. So, wasn't it the eighties? So we've skipped the nineties. No, I thought. Yeah, that's right. I guess we did skip the nineties because the we did Family Ties basically last week, right? Yep. So we're we're doing a Malcolm in the Middle this week, which is like premiered in two thousand. So I guess we can kind of. Give it a 90s, 2000s. And they don't need to stick to the decades, I suppose. So, Didn't Malcolm in the Middle like borrow its format from other shows, like Nickelodeon shows? That's a fair point to bring up. And I was just going to say, before we get into the episode, I never watched Malcolm in the Middle. So I didn't recognize, like, I didn't know what they were doing at the start. You know, had to look it up. I'll ask each of you, Nathan, maybe you can go first. Like, did you watch Malcolm in the Middle? And as you say, if they borrowed some of the format from some older Nickelodeon shows in the 90s, like, do you have any insight for us there? I did not watch Malcolm in the Middle. When I saw the opening, I thought, is this Malcolm in the Middle? But I, I have a memory of, I wasn't really watching a lot of TV in the late 90s. You know, maybe some, 
Seinfeld here and there because it was the it, on its last. I guess it ended in '97. But it, this reminded me of Nickelodeon kid shows. And then when mm-hmm. I looked it up, uh, it seemed as though Malcolm in the Middle it made this popular, and I think it probably solidified the the formula of this type of show. But I think it did borrow from other shows, mm-hmm. yeah, especially uh, Harry, the opening. Well, yeah, well, the opening very much so. Uh, Harry, what about you? Were you were you a Malcolm in the Middle guy? Nope. I knew of Mac Malcolm in the Middle. I think because I was watching this either kind of was on the same channel as either the Simpsons or the X-Files. I'm assuming this is where I kind of caught like the either the intros or the ending of the shows. So I've seen the, the beginning and I guessed that this was Malcolm in the Middle. It just had that vibe. Like it just my memory was just saying Malcolm in the Middle. So I guess that's right. So yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. Well, and you know, I guess, you know, part of my disappointment is maybe the wrong word i i think you know you guys tell me what you think but i had the expectations for what i wanted to see with sitcoms and so when i come you know we come across an episode where i didn't watch that show i'm sort of inherently disappointed you know because of the the jokes or the style they don't really they don't hit like i'm the guy well we all said before like what would you know sitcom we be looking forward to and you know i look forward to it like a seinfeld or you know, even a Frasier or a Friends, like something I was more familiar with would have been. The only thing with that is, is the minute the kids popped up, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it has to be the family format, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I had the same, I had the exact same thought that it was always going to be, I mean, not always, but it was going to lean towards more like the family sitcom. I'm actually surprised mm-hmm. that there was, like at least last week's, wasn't. I guess because it had to be the 80s. And so I, I had an expectation that they were going to roll into like a more like a Roseanne or married with children. There's also yeah. there is a possibility that I don't think we'll ever see it. But I, I almost wonder if that in inside the show, like the for the sword people, like it, maybe it does cycle through some of that stuff. Because I did listen mm-hmm. to an episode with the uh, showrunner and she basically confirmed that there are episodes that happen that we don't see. But the sword people do see just because it's the shows don't like it's not an episode that because it's like a half hour, they don't run like on a loop. Right. And so there are there is times where because it's been like like a week or something like that for these right. people. Right. So an episode's going to be, you know, whatever, 30 minutes they are going to watch it. But then they'll I guess there'd be other, she didn't really elaborate on it. But I almost wonder at some point they cycled through some other weird stuff. So. That makes sense. Like we kind of just see the, the highlights episodes. Yeah. The highlights. Yeah. And that makes yeah. sense. It's, it's too bad that like, this is probably going to be the only season of one division. I'll, I'll assume that we're not going to see, well, there's so much they could do. And I, I can only imagine if you're sitting there and like breaking the season, what episodes, what concepts fell by the wayside that they had to cut. Cause they figured like, okay, this is the right format for the story we want to tell. I just, I'd love to see the cut. I'd love to see the, the material that didn't make it, just to see what they were thinking of. It would have been fun. But um, The showrunner, she didn't elaborate too much, but it basically said that Marvel had to, had to rein her in on the weirdness. So I, I'm sure there was... I, I wonder if there was just like more episodes and they said, no, yeah. you got... Because that does happen sometimes. You're like, oh, I got this cool For idea. Sure. And there's probably so much there that it would have been like 13 episodes. And then they said, no, no, you got you to gotta rein that in a little bit. Well, and that, and that makes sense. You gotta, you know, I can understand where they would be coming from there. I mean, you gotta, you gotta keep it tight and 
you can't just do stuff because you think it's going to be cool. You got to keep the show. You got to keep the show within a certain boundary, and it's it's hard to make those cuts. But let's get into it here. So we we get the the new family situation with Pietro recast, and <laughs> he's the zany uncle. I really like that casting choice there, or 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 the situation where he he's sleeping on the couch there, and the kids are you know, a little bit older now. But it's the Halloween episode, which. I like the, so what did you guys think of the, the seasonal specific episode? This is always, you know, watching sitcoms or whatever shows as a kid. The seasonal episode was always one of the highlights for me, whether it's Treehouse of Horror or the Office Christmas episode. Big highlight for me. So I, 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 got, a, I got a little tingle when, when I realized that. So Harry, what, what did you think of that? Do you have any sort of fond memories of the seasonal episodes of shows as a kid? And how, how did you feel about the choice here? Yes. I mean, I, I remember seasonal episodes. I mean, you brought up like Treehouse of Horror would be the best best reference for me. What I always looked forward to from The Simpsons every year was those Treehouse of Horror episodes. Regarding sitcoms, though, which are not animated sitcoms, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. I, I'm sure they, they did it. They did Christmas ones. They did Halloween ones. I just can't you know, picture it off the top of my head. Simpsons was was it for me, whether it was mm. for seasonal stuff, whether it was Halloween or Christmas. I think that set the gold standard, which still is going on today. Say what you want about the Simpsons, mm. but those Treehouse of Horror ones are still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they certainly are. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, what, what about you? Yeah, definitely Treehouse of Horror was always kind of like a Halloween uh, staple. But yeah, you know, I don't really recall any shows that would, I mean, you, you may see an occasional Halloween. Sometimes they're like maybe a Christmas episode, but it would be weird that maybe there's an episode and there's a Christmas tree there, but like it's only there for the week, one episode, I guess, which we all know that your Christmas tree goes up for two months. Like you never yeah. saw a sitcom with the tree just around. And it's like st- like Valentine's Day. I do remember that the Valent- Valentine's Day episodes used to be more frequent because it would give a little bit more like comedy of, oh, the guy's doing something dumb and the girl wanted to do something romantic and something like that. That was always like fodder for sitcoms. Well, I, did, I didn't watch it as a kid, but Buffy the Vampire Slayer always had great Halloween episodes, I thought. And I always just loved how monsters always treated it as uh, like really gauche. Yeah, that's but, right. It was uh, kind of like, that's right. Yeah, it was the, yeah. the, the, the vampires didn't come out on Halloween. In yeah. Like, oh. I kind of feel like uh, in sitcom land, I think the holiday stuff, I don't know. It just, I feel like maybe it was more like family related shows because mm-hmm. looking back on it, I didn't really watch a lot of like nuclear family oriented sitcoms i mean i watch family ties but i liked uh, you know like jeff I, you and i have talked about this like why did as kids why did we talk about che- or why did we watch cheers yeah like there the, uh, there's Not nothing further if, like as a kid there's almost nothing further than a, sh- a show like cheers that you can possibly relate to right but they never really right. did those types of it was all taboo where, it was all taboo. That's why you, were, you you wanted to know more. It was like a window into what you couldn't see yourself. Maybe. I, I think <laughs> I don't maybe. Know. That's but, just the way I'm looking at it. But it wasn't taboo in our house. Like We could just watch it. Like No, yeah. no. I'm not saying taboo for your house. I'm saying taboo. You can't. You aren't permitted to go into bars. You're not supposed to be drinking alcohol. So that's a window and a glimpse into... Your future. Are you going to be I, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to be Sam? Or are you going to be what are you, you going to be? Coach? You you going to be Norm? Oh, be I'm Norm. 
Definitely. <laughs> there you go. I might even be Cliff because I'm such a fucking know-it-all. So yeah, I was about to say, like Jeff, you and I are the Cliffs. I think. Yeah, the, we're yeah, the going Cliffs. Like, well, actually, yeah, but actually, no. Looking back on it, uh, it was like the family sitcom. Like I, ne- I never watched like Family Matters. I mean, I kind of watched Growing Pains, but I wasn't that into it. But I like things like Perfect Strangers, right? And and Cheers, you know, things like that. So uh, Night Court. Like, why did I like Nightcore? I know nothing about this world, right? So, but just thought it was funny. So again, a little off track there. But yeah. I, I I did like this because it's a nice setup for kind of getting them out of the house a little bit because we've actually been confined yeah. to the house quite a bit. So it was just sort of the nature of this style of show from the early 2000s. Like you single camera and you move around in like locations and stuff like that. Well, speaking yeah, I, of locations, I, I loved everything on the outside. Mm, everything yeah, they did nice. within the town and with the neighborhoods, the way it was shot, like that was it was a lot of space, wide, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say epic, but grand shots of the neighborhood. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked how it was all lit. So it was it was great. There was something about, and they've done this so well with each episode. And this one's a little harder to nail down, but it does feel like early 2000s. Still, somehow, and maybe it's just in my mind, I'm just associating it, but it looks older somehow. I didn't get that, but maybe. Well, I, I think I think what they, they did a good job of like anchoring it in, what did I, what, how do I want to say this? Like the advantage this week is that like they chose a sitcom from that era, that is a is a very is very is very modern and that helps like that helps them to kind of switch back and forth between the outside mcu world and the sitcom like they i think they struggled with that last week because they're still kind of on the set but they're also going outside a lot this week because the sitcom they chose like they didn't choose they didn't choose a sitcom that was just the three camera on a set you know sort of fixed camera angles they they chose one where they could kind of build it out so that helps them you know, they can go into the neighborhood they can do the multiple camera angles on the set and that eases the transition between the sitcom and the outside world a little bit so i think it was a smart choice from that perspective right but i guess let's talk a little bit about the episode the plot it opens with one of the twins there and he does the old talking to the camera situation there. You know, he's got his little rivalry with his, with his brother, like which one's the cool one and all that stuff. And it's Halloween. I love the costumes. Uh, that was great. <laughs> these are these are basically versions of the classic costumes in the comic books, I, I presume. Yeah, I, I'm, I was presuming the same thing, yeah. yeah. Who are we talking about, everybody or the kids? Well, was, no, no, no was everybody. Talking, I was talking about. Well, I was ta- I was talking about Wanda and, and Vision in particular. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are. But actually, I had to look it up. But even the kids, like those, are their costumes in in Marvel comics, or, or pr- pretty close approximations. Okay. Okay. Well, because one kid was dressed up like uh, Quicksilver. There. What was the other kid dressed up as? Is that his. That's his. And I honestly can't remember. Like, I can't remember what he was. Real name. Like, there's Billy and Thomas. I don't know which right. is which. But in the comic books, the fast one is called Speed because I I guess they're just running out of speedster names. So like, you just get the bottom of the yeah, barrel. Fucking speed, yeah, exactly. The next yeah. guy is going to be like Fast Guy or whatever. <laughs> and uh, the other one I believe is called Wiccan, and his powers are like like his mom's, and like that's kind of his costume is like a like a red cape. At first, I thought I was like, wait, is he dressed up like Doctor Strange? Until I looked it up, and it's like, oh, no, 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 okay. it's, it is his 
costume. He's got like a red cape with a and a like a like a bandana or something like that. Okay. So I guess so a lot of the episode revolves around Wanda I don't know if I could say coming to terms with her relationship with Pietro there, but she is like, she's asking him questions and he's, he is, he has the memories that she expected. He even says like he got shot in the street, like a chump or, 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 or something like that. Right. But th- um, wasn't there a, a point where she says, I didn't remember it exactly that way. She did. That was the, <laughs> actually that was one of my favorite scenes there. Cause he flashes back to Halloween in Sokovia. Mm-hmm. And some of oh, the lady, yes. like, gives them a fish, like a rock, a dead fish as their trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Oh, uh, that was actually, there's a lot of good detail in that. Like, not just the fish, but, like, like you see, like, the looks on their faces. And there's, like, in the background, there's, like, two guys stealing a car. <laughs> and, and there's also, like, see that. Gun, and there's also, like, gunfire off in the distance. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, again, like more. And they did this with uh, the last episode when they showed, I mentioned this, they showed the pictures of her in yeah. like this dilapidated former Soviet nation. And I just thought, again, like just those little, those little things is pretty funny. Uh, that was so good. Yeah. Actually, what I enjoyed was that when they were having their little barbs back and forth, he made fun of her accent because she made fun of his. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Where's her accent? Or, He's like, where's or lack thereof. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah, that was good too. I, I love their interplay. They actually they actually have really good chemistry. Great to see because of like of what they're doing here. Well, I don't really know what they're doing, but there's you know the the separate universes that they come from. It's nice to see that they have good interplay there. I really liked him. Uh, what's his name? He was great. He was one of my favorite parts of the episode. What do you guys think? So Nathan, what do you, what's your take here? Is he is this just sort of a, a fun joke? Well, we talked about this last week as well, but are you hoping we're going to see him enter into the Marvel universe there? And I don't know anymore, to be totally honest, because uh, and they can go so many different directions. I think it's too too much to put on this show, like reintroducing like that whole X Men thing. That's just too big of a bugaboo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. but at the same time, like Disney is is or not Disney, but like Marvel, I I don't feel like they're going to tease fans like that too much without any type of payoff i did think that they had great chemistry it almost like in a weird way almost he should have been the mcu quicksilver and aaron taylor johnson should have gone to the fox version but yeah a lot of the the interplay was a lot of fun and just like the uh the shtick of the cool uncle because one of the kids yeah. says oh he even snores cool and the way he's kind of like goofing off with them and running around and whatnot and, you know, stealing the can. Like, actually, that was a good gag. Mm. Like, the, oh, the, the mayhem. The yeah, the mayhem. Yeah, and the mayhem is like, and everyone's covered in silly string now? Let's talk about that for a bit there. What, what was going on there? Were they the one Frankenstein-looking dude? And it was like he was reporting on what was going on. I don't know. Did I miss No, it, it was there? the like, neighborhood patrol. Like it, this was mentioned a little oh, earlier, like okay, like okay. visions because like going back several episodes, right? There's they're like the, the, oh, the neighborhood, the neighborhood right? watch, yeah, the neighborhood watch, right? And that was Herb, right? I think Herb is That's the right. character's Herb, name, yeah. and that was Vision's excuse to get out of the house. I was like, oh, I'm I'm on I'm on duty with the neighborhood watch. Right. Okay, uh, okay. So that's what that, that kind of was. I, I just, I got a couple of moments there where I thought he was asking her like, is this okay? Or, but no, he did. He, though. He, he, did. he did. He asked okay. her, he, he asked her cause when 
things were going wrong and people were getting uh, silly string all over him and he was reporting all of those things. He obviously knows that that's something that's being caused as a result of Wanda. Right. So when she's asking him it, what's going on, he's kind of saying, well, is that okay? Or what do we want to do here about it? Or something along those lines. He says that, but it, I uh, I rewound it and I listened to the way he said it a couple of times. It plays a little ambiguous, even though actually in a past episode, right when he was going to tell Vision, I think this was the the 70s episode, he wanted to say something to, to Vision and he couldn't quite do it until Agnes stopped him. Mm. And this, it's like, it, it's, it can sort of play either way. But her reaction to it is like, because she was a little surprised that he asked it. Like, what do you mean? No, no, no. You know, uh, it's it's fine. Do whatever kind of thing. So I thought that was, it was good. I thought that was a good way to kind of play it without, and because they didn't linger on it too much. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So here, what did you think but, of? Uh, no, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Right. No, no. Yeah. Ask away. Well, I was just going to say same question. Uh, like, how, what did you think of Evan Peters as Quicksilver here? And Loved it. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. I think he was the highlight of the episode, hands down. Mm-hmm. So again, you, you guys are right. Like, good rapport with Elizabeth Olsen. I like their, their play off each other. What I also mm-hmm. found interesting, and we could talk about this now, is that when they're kind of sitting in the town square, I'm assuming, or, or wherever, he questions her. Uh, he's, he also says, well, I came here because you needed me. And like, he's saying... He, he's in on how are you controlling all this? And mm-hmm. so he's probably not real, I'm assuming. Or in this, I, I have no idea. So I guess that's the question. What is he? Because she brought Vision here. So she's yeah. reanimated Vision. Has she really reanimated or opened a door for this other Quicksilver? Because Quicksilver here, this Quicksilver knows that he's kind of part of this fake imaginary thing. He says, this is fucking sweet. You know, he's there to support her because he's the yeah. brother. But that's what he was. It's kind of interesting. I thought I'd pose that to you guys. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, shit. like there's so many little things kind of going on with him because, yeah. well, first of all, like they established that she recognizes him as her brother, and yet she's also aware that it's kind of not her brother. She's like, well, why do you? It wasn't just the accent. She goes like, why do you look different? He's like, yeah, I know I look different. And it's not really till that scene that you're talking about, Harry, where like he actually goes into the specifics because he actually says, and this was the thing that I had noticed. It's like, oh, it's a good thing you you brought out all the kids for the holiday episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like where were they? You know, you're doing Before, a good job. You're yeah. keeping all the families together. They got better jobs. Personalities are mostly unchanged. You know, and that's, I mean, and this is kind of where she acknowledges that, like, I don't know exactly. She, she still is unsure of how it started exactly, but mm. I think actually this is something we can talk about later. But it, I'm really on the fence is, of is he real or not? Or I, I almost yeah. I almost started wondering is like wait is this just like this is just a disguise and he and he maybe maybe he's the antagonist well, of this whole thing and he's so- just playing dumb and playing along. To borrow a line from the Matrix, so what is real? I mean, in this, the red team, woman's we- the red woman's real. Trust yeah, me. exactly. The red woman's always real. Yeah. Um, or the woman in red. Well, hey, hey, woman in red, trouble ahead. Uh, who, who's, who's wearing red in the, in in this episode? You know, mm-hmm. that is actually a common trope. Is the is the woman in red? 
but on the ins in 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 the ins on the inside here, they're real. Like they're real. But what does that mean? I, I don't know. We don't we don't really need to get into that because it's you know it's a TV show about mutants and witches and robots and shit. So like I, I don't know how 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 deep we want to kind of get into that kind of stuff. But I think it's it looks- like a a rabbit hole that. We can let the other neckbeards of the the internet kind of delve yeah. into that because we could yeah, be here exactly. for hours just with theories. I feel though that like we're smart and we could bring a lot more than the neckbeards of the internet. But let's keep moving into, through the episode. So, you know, since Halloween, this trick or treating. We've talked about the interplay between Wanda Pietro. Vision kind of gets his own little journey here. So let's let's talk about let's talk about that for a little bit. I, I know a lot kind of lots intercut here and there but vision he's off he's kind of off on his own and he's he's observing strange goings on here and there and at some point the whole town basically just freezes for him and he he takes why was that why was that it's just because one is so focused on pietro so she's only able to kind of focus her attention on her immediate surroundings like so the outskirts is kind of like in a pause i think that like that's kind of what i thought it's not clear, but that I guess that's the explanation. But yeah, that's yeah, the only but, thing I could think of. But yeah, me too. I think it's kind of a yeah. I think it's that as well, where just sort of the further away. So it's like I think it's it's a combination of, of two things. One is as you guys said, it's just like I think as she's just concentrated on her immediate surroundings. The only thing that needs to happen in the episode is like basically what's in the camera. So it's a little bit like a TV show where the further off in the distance mm-hmm. you go, there's less and less is happening and less the detail is there because it, it starts subtly where the one woman who's kind of crying, you see that tear coming down her right. face, but there are other yeah. people around moving. It's well, super creepy. Like, a repet- like they're doing that repetitive, like she's hanging something on the clothesline. Yeah. The woman with the, it, with the tear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it actually, I felt bad for that actor in the background because I didn't think that they were like filming it and pulling it back. I felt like they were they were actually yeah. moving forward and backwards. And I was like, man, it must be hard on that guy's back. <laughs> like, I, I felt bad for him. Yeah, it's like, hey, um, just loop this. No, just just carry that back and forth. There you go. Yeah, yeah, back and forth. It's like it was like a real attention to like like no, you got to you know just move back and forth. It's like can't you just do it once and like you know. Pull it back and forth in the editing bay. Nope. You got to keep doing it. Nope. Just, you know, Bob, just yeah. keep doing it. Cut. No, you missed <laughs> just it. keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bob, you moved, you moved your foot the wrong way, you know? <laughs> He's like that guy hiccuping on The Simpsons. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you were saying. Oh, no. I just thought it was like, it was kind of that because those people are not in her immediate vicinity and because they're not, they have no function in the show. Like, Therefore, they they yeah. wouldn't need to move. But I think there's also it's also a combination. Of just the further away you get from Wanda, then like she still has the control over you, but you're not doing anything. Because so, I think we see that later with Agnes, because she is yeah. a major character, and yet she got trapped by moving too far. Yeah, I, I guess I, that was one of the questions I have. Maybe we could talk about it a little bit where where Vision does come across Agnes, and she's right on the edge of town, but basically frozen. And he kind of messes with her mind a little bit there, so that uh, he brings her out of it for a bit, but she can't leave. So there's some like there's a hint there that like what is it about her where she has the awareness that other people don't? So something's up with Agnes, right? Uh, yeah, I don't so- think I don't think so anymore. No, no, because she when she was um, came when she was 
rescued or unfrozen by vision. She was just like the others, just like the other guy from last week saying that, you know, you got to help us. Like we can't escape. Yeah. And, and then he puts her back and then it's just kind of, it's the same thing as the other guy from last week. There's right, no difference. Right, right. But she got to the end of town, which we know is like, that's the edge, right? She went. Do you notice her. the name of that street? Yeah. Ellis. Ellis. Why are you saying these things you, to the Ellis? <laughs> no, Hans, I was just wondering if you, you guys. Fu- you fucking coke fiend, Ellis. <laughs> Hans. Booby. Oh, boy. <laughs> White knight. In fact, oh, just boy. as an aside, that's probably the greatest joke in any movie ever, where they hand him a can of coke. Yeah, I know. At the end there? Greatest yeah. joke ever. Greatest joke ever. Anyway. Because <laughs> we're never doing Die Hard on the show. Because it's not. Yeah. not I, I totally I totally forgot about like that character. Well, not, I didn't forget the character. I just forgot that that's what his name was. No, I just I just noticed it, it was Ellis. And I just kind of assumed that it was for the MCU's President Ellis. Played oh, okay. by William Slater in Slater, the yeah. Iron Man. Iron Man 3. Iron Man. Iron I assumed Man. that that's what a reference was. No, the reference um, was Die Hard. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, small towns, they, they they just, they're so into those like early or those mid-80s yuppies uh, well, they, movie they, characters. They cut the scene where Vision and Agnes do rails off of her dashboard in the car there. Oh, boy. No, no. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of with, with <laughs> Harry. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, like, oh, shit, are, what dashboard are you talking about? <laughs> no, the car. The dashboard of her oh, car. Oh, okay. That's I, not I, very I, 80s. I don't know. Sorry, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, thinking more like, Robocop, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit more with Harry that I think Agnes is maybe not as in control of the situation, even though we did see her last episode sort of break. I did mention, I think it was last week, I'd mentioned that a lot of theories about who Agnes was. And a lot of it was based on this scene because of the way yeah. she's dressed. As a witch, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, saw, and, I saw this in the trailer. Right. This is what I was thinking. I thought you were referring to this whole time too, Nathan. I just didn't want to say anything. Yeah, and so that, well, I didn't want to say that, like, because uh, I didn't want to, I knew it was coming up in the next, well, I guess we're down towards the end of the show, but I, I figured it would have been the next couple of episodes based on the on the trailer. But yeah, a lot of those theories are, I think, based a little bit on the name and just this costume. But I don't know, I'm not, I'm, I don't think that theory is necessarily correct because that character is in the comic book is like a mentor figure for Scarlet Witch. And that is not the dynamic here at all. Doesn't seem to no, be. It doesn't no. seem to be. But but that doesn't mean that it can't get there either, though. I still think there's more to be That's told true. with Agnes. All right, well, let's... Uh, let's... Uh, before you go, I, ju- I just wanted to just ask you guys, the shots here, I, I, I loved I loved everything about this and, and how Paul Bettany, how he was playing off Agnes there, like he had that genuine concern when she was like kind of revealing everything to him yeah. and he wants to help and I thought that was awesome. But I also loved his Superman shot with when he was like kind of, you know, flew up into the sky and he, uh, he was yeah. listening to the yeah. whole neighborhood and stuff. I, I got a kick out of that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, good shot. Reminded me of the of Superman Returns a little bit. Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, I like Paul Bettany a lot. I, I, it was nice to see him as kind of full on vision. Like that was cool. But yeah, I, I really like that shot too. I think that's a good catch. Let's take a trip outside of Westview and and check in on our lower decks characters. So uh, Rambo and and Darcy and Agent Wu. Agent Wu. Yeah. So they. Yeah, I don't understand what the plan Basically, is here. Yeah, it's like bullshit, bullshit. We got to do a thing to get to what? Like get on the inside. Yeah, 
Well, right? where are they going? I don't even know where they're going. Well, they they want to get they want to get into the town. Yeah. So then, why didn't they head towards the bubble? That makes sense to me too. Yeah. Like the army, the sword isn't guarding the whole perimeter. They can't. They don't have the. It's a big town. Like, why don't they just? Go inside. I don't even think that they'd face a lot of opposition just walking to that spot from this week or last week. They don't. They only go out there yeah. with their guns when something is coming out. Exactly. So, but in the end, like, what was their plan? Because at the end of the episode, they weren't heading towards that. They were heading yeah. away from it. I don't know what their plan is. That's a good question. I didn't really believe that. I mean, I believe that Monica beat up some sword agents, but Agent Wu there. I was really hoping for some uh, some close up magic to take them down. Yeah, <laughs> like he was gonna uh, so like pick a card. Do, it wasn't just like pick a card. He just the guy's face and no, he takes out like a pocket watch and like makes the guy go to sleep or something like that. I was really hoping for more close up magic. That was the weird thing. Like I honestly felt like Rambo was the one who does like who would throw the first punch. Not Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo is not not a. a first punch kind of guy no he's not so that was a little tough for me to, to watch that but oh you know all right it's fine and you know darcy didn't have much to do except for computer shit okay so hacking of- hacking <laughs> gotta get past the firewalls and yeah. oh boy it's like yeah. that laptop is connected to the wi-fi you know you don't yeah. have to hack anything like it's <laughs> yeah. it's probably on the, the wi-fi I yeah exactly you're on the inside you know, if you break into my house and use my laptops, like I got to break into the network. No, you just turn the computer on. Yeah, you're in. You're already in. I feel like the government needs to like commission like an agency for like Hollywood to be like, okay, we're the Hollywood hacking agency. Like any any hacking, if you're writing hacking into your scripts, it's got to like get approved at a committee. You got to like go to Washington. No, they got to go to hacker boot camp. Forget the yeah. military boot camp. Hacker no, but they got to... They gotta be like, okay, tell us your hacking thing. Okay, you're gonna. Okay, no, no, that's bullshit. You're, you can't put that in your. They gotta like regulate that stuff because it's ridiculous. I mean, it's been ridiculous for decades. But Jesus Christ. But it's, it's also, ridiculous. I also hate that there's always just one character who just has those skills automatically. Yeah. Like I, I, I'll just hack into it. Like it's such a meaningless word. Hack into it. That's right. If she's gonna hack into anything. It means that she's gonna like load up some software. Go get a cup of coffee and wait for 24 hours for... Yeah. I want to see a full 20 minutes of just like command lines, all that sort of shit. Get the guy who does Mr. Robot. Whoever's writing that show is doing it right. Like get him on it. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But then it would take way too long. And it's just weird that the place hacking occupies in popular culture. It's so ridiculous. It okay. is. But as to what you were guys were kind of saying, yeah, I didn't really understand. I, I think actually the reason why they wouldn't just walk into the anomaly is because they, I think that like, I think at least my understanding was that they knew that if they went into it, then they suddenly would be wrapped up in the reality and they wouldn't have control anymore. So I think the plan is to somehow go inside again. I'm, I'm basing this on on something very brief I saw in one of the trailers that they want to try and go inside, but somehow not be affected by the hex, right? Because I, I think that's what's going to happen. And this is why I thought that last week when I said that some of them would end up being in the show simply because in one of the trailers, like I could, it's like, oh, okay, the hex is expanding somehow. So I thought, okay, right. like everyone's going to be, trapped in there that was i never saw anything that would indicate actually there's very little 
in the trailers to it, to show like what is going forward now and we've got three more episodes left so i have no idea what darcy's going to be doing on the inside there but my understanding is that i guess it's going to be monica trying to get back in without being affected as to what the plan is at that point i have no idea right because like what are you going to do right <laughs> okay well let's i mean let's keep in order because we know we know what's going to happen there so vision after his interaction with Agnes there, he walks out into the field. I guess he can sense the edge there and he steps, he gets to the barrier and pushes himself through. I was on pins and needles here. I was like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Is he gonna like push through there and just fall over dead because he's corpse? Like what was gonna happen? But I think they, they did a, I think they, they found the right solution there. Like he comes through as himself. Clearly he's tethered to the town, right? And there's, it's like, I, of the snap, right? the, the, it's like, I think, therefore I am. Right? Therefore I am, exactly. Stepping outside of the holodeck vision. That's Don't right. do it. Don't do it. I'm but Cyrus yeah, Redblock. I'm Cyrus <laughs> Redblock. <laughs> there it is. There you go. <laughs> oh, I can't. That, I dug deep on that one. You that did. Was like, yeah. What was the guy's was name respect. again? Yeah, you got it. You got that one. That's right. Oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. Yeah, you know, but he he comes outside and he's he's like he's asking for help. Well, mm -hmm. well, okay, so well he's saying the people need help. No, no, yeah, he's right, asking right, right. for help, isn't he? Well, he's asked for help for the. I got. I thought he was asked for help for the people who were inside. Either way, it was great scene. That was that yeah, was great. Very good scene. Yeah. Well, the and 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 we yeah, I forgot to bring it up when he was with Agnes there, and she's like, "You're an Avenger," and he's like, "What's what's an Avenger?" Oh yeah, that's right. He doesn't so have his memory, right, of his past life. So, right, he doesn't remember. He kind of like he knows who he is, but he doesn't remember who he is in a sense, right? So that was so out on the outside there. I guess we'd have to presume he doesn't really know. Doesn't have any knowledge of what's going on out there, but but he does have to ask. He asks for help. So yeah, that was uh, that was a good well, scene there. Yeah, um, and he's well. I guess then, what's your take on it? Because he's breaking apart, so he can't survive. <laughs> Out of the holodeck, essentially, right? Right, so. yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I, I think, and maybe we brought this up last week, Vision himself exists because of the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone kind of gives him, like the Mind Stone is almost like the nexus, if you will, that integrates all of the software algorithms, right? Ultron, Jarvis, Tony, Bruce Banner, but the, the mind stone is what animates it into consciousness, into a person, if you will, right? If, if Wanda's powers come from, like, she's animating him, her powers come from the mind stone. Outside of that, like, he, he has to be within the range, I guess, of what she can do. Because without the mind stone, all of it, just like, it, it, it's like pulling on the thread of the tapestry. We want to stick with Star Trek references. Like it unravels him. But it's weird though, because we've seen like other objects. So you enter it and things are transformed into its reality and then they leave and they remain because Monica was still wearing her seventies clothes. Like we saw the one sword agent, right? Right. which but they never not... resolved whatever happened to that guy. But like the, oh, the, the rope coming back turned into like a skipping rope. So mm -hmm. it's weird then that he can't be, because actually like Jeff, what you'd said, I was thinking the same thing. I just thought it'd be his corpse suddenly, like the corpse would just sort of drop dead out. Or we would sort of see him reverting back to that state. 
like without the mindstone of the hex. I think you were seeing part of that. I don't know. I don't think so because like the because his body was disintegrating. That's, That's not right. the state of just... the body that at the end of Infinity War. It's just like his forehead was ripped out. It was like <clears> it was <throat> almost like a because you would actually see like him almost being pulled back into the into the hex. Yes, that's like what it, it wouldn't let him leave. Yeah, I just I really thought that that was I was really confused because I was so confused. I'm like, like what is happening here? Because I, I couldn't figure out. I guess the mechanics of it. I mean, I guess like the, the the symbolism is that if the hex is it's connected to Wanda, well, we see her control it. That it would not want him to leave for his own safety but like his will to try and escape well hayward says he wants to escape but actually he's just and he does but he's actually looking to help the people of the town right not just like he wants help he wants help exactly is this like it's not it's not like he's the dad getting cigarettes and he's yeah I did sort of think it was weird, though, that he and I know they sort of allude to he's like, what was my I can't remember my life before Westview, but it is such a an odd thing that this reality, it's it's completely unquestioned by him, by someone who is thinks is so extraordinarily logically about things. I can sort of understand like, yeah, I don't remember what it, or to know what an Avenger is, but like, how would he not know where he came from? Because they also drove there, which I mean, I don't want to get into the minutia of like, well, if they drove there, where they drive from sort of thing. But it's almost like he's similar to the people in the town, like they're just sort of unable to think about it. Because that was a thing that Agnes had said to him when she was freed from the control. She said, we can't leave. Wanda doesn't even let us think about it. And even though vision exerts obviously exerts some of his own control there must still be something of wanda in there preventing him from like why doesn't he just like fly right out of there and just just sort of check and see what things are all about right but he he doesn't maybe it's fear i don't know but it's uh it was a great scene though great scene pretty tense i kind of got the i think at this point like i'm i'm very convinced that hate words up to no good it seems that way yeah because he's tracking vision i don't think he really gives a shit about the people on the inside i think he just i personally think he wants vision back or he wants the mind stone if it exists now again well i don't know if it or is. the or at least the or at least the if not the mind stone then the body of vision like it's a weapon mm-hmm. yeah yes one thing i i made a note of when darcy aka zero cool was hacking into the swords computer files she finds something called project cataract she did i didn't even notice i know she got into a folder i didn't see the any project it, it's very anymore. brief i had to go back and i paused it and it says project cataract like i didn't really think about it then i realized like oh wait cataract's a thing that obstructs your vision uh, <laughs> you know? uh, oh, there you go so maybe it's a big nothing thing, but I, I'm really of the mind that of the mindstone, if you will, that Hayward was just wants Vision's body back if it's animated or otherwise, because I, I do think that they were going to use him as a weapon because they because Darcy says, well, they're tracking him. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, they, they must have had a tracker on him the whole time. I'll as to why they couldn't find him before the whole hex thing. I, I don't know. Let's before I forget, let's talk about this week's commercial. Oh, yes. What is it? Yo, magic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yo, magic. Something like, Yo, magic. I'm trying to think now what happens. So the well, there was the, the animated it's, clay, kid. it's all in claymation, which I love. Kid trapped on a, a deserted island, no food or water, and the, a shark comes out of nowhere and is like gives him this package of food or yogurt. Was it yogurt? 
No, yeah, it's called yogurt. Yo Magic. Well, it's yogurt, yogurt. but the brand yeah. is called Yo Magic. He can't, he can't open it. He's That's great. That. And I was like, oh, shit. That's dark as fuck. It is dark. Oh. Yeah, it's wow. dark. I loved it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. So um, does this represent Vision? Now, instead of something about Wanda, have they shifted it to talk about Vision? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 couldn't, I, didn't, I couldn't unpack it at all. Okay, I'm going to give you guys my theory. And I think there's probably a couple of different ways to interpret this. I think that this is this. Okay, so all the commercials up to this point have represented things we know of Wanda's past, right? Mm -hmm. Either we've seen them or she has mentioned them. Okay. I think that this represents something that happens after Avengers Endgame. And I'll tell you why, because she has a line a little bit later that I think relates to this. So you have this kid on the island who is starving. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so the shark shows up and the shark, I think the shark is representative of maybe somebody she met. And they, I'm, I could be reading into this because I still have this theory that there's still this other force that has helped her create this reality. And the kid's saying, oh, I'm so hungry. And the shark says, I remember a time when I was really hungry. And the mm -hmm. kid's like, like, I'm paraphrasing all this. And the kid's like, well, what did you do? And the shark goes, yo, magic. Gives it to the kid. Now, the kid can't open it in... I was just like, what the fuck is going on? It's like getting way too dark. And then the kid just dies, turns into a skeleton. I think this is representative of Wanda is using magic to make herself feel better. This Maybe this hex. And it's not. it's just not working for her. Like it's not nourishing for her. The reason why I think this represents that is because later in the the town square, when she's talking to Pietro in the the little um, maze thing made of hay or whatever, it was after uh, Pietro asked her about how she started all this, and she's like, I she still wasn't sure, and she's like, all I remember, I was completely alone, mm -hmm. and there was nothing but emptiness, and like that kind of represents. It's sort of just symbolic of like her being on an island, right? surrounded by the, the nothingness of the ocean. Now I'm reading into the thing with the shark. I, I honestly feel like the shark represents someone else that she met, whether she sought them out or they sought her out. There's like a thousand theories online about who this person is that just goes like, just name a Marvel character. And, and I think someone has theorized that, that it's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I think someone's theorizing that it's Namor the Submariner because, like, oh, he's underwater. <laughs> like, it gets that, it, like, the theories get that crazy, right? And so I think that we will later, I think in the next few episodes, I have reason to believe that there'll be, not flashbacks, but I think seeing things from a couple different angles, and we may see what this represents. I don't think we've actually seen this. I think we will actually see more specifics about what this uh, commercial represents. That's mm. my take on it. That's just my take on it. No, I love the take. That that did a hell of a lot more than my brain was doing. Uh, Harry, did you have anything else on the commercial? No, I mean, I think Nathan probably has a better theory than, than mine. I thought maybe there was a possibility it was transitioning something to about vision. Once he's going out, he can't survive, right? He can't live without Wanda's magic right. or something along those lines. But that's just to... And that's Direct. a pretty that's a pretty good theory as well. My only uh, thought though is that all the commercials have been about Wanda. Wanda, yeah, that's right. We'll see next week but, if if yeah. next week is kind of if it transitions more to about Vision. Then there you go. Yeah, although I think that is still a pretty. I didn't think of it from that point of view. That's a pretty solid theory in and of itself because it's basically saying that he can't 
survive without your magic you know yeah so yeah that's I right that. your magic <laughs> that's great <laughs> also the other thing i thought and i oh, i wish they had done this it would have been a great i'd almost wish the shark was voiced by vin diesel and the only reason why is because <laughs> in this period of time i don't know if you guys have ever seen this commercial like i think this is even before he ever did like what was the first riddick movie called Pitch Pitch Black. Black. that's right so anyways, he was like in a commercial for these toys called, I think they're called hand sharks. And it it's just like him in a dark room and he's wearing just like a vest. And it's basically, it's a hand puppet of a shark and he just screams, hand sharks. And he's just like, he's just playing with them. Look it up. It's amazing. I would have, I, it would have been great if he had voiced the shark. That's just, funny. They should have just done the head sharks. Yeah. <laughs> like this do yourself a head sharks. Oh, do yourself a favor. Look up. Look it up. It's it's pretty funny to see him doing this because this is like like way. I mean, I think he would have maybe have done Saving Private Ryan at this point, but I think before Pitch Black, like he looks pretty young in the commercial. But I I think it's from like late nineties the toy mm. so i guess we're we're kind of closing up the episode here so one of the twins there reads vision's distress and puts wanda onto it and i mean i was just expecting kind of wanted to go out to save him or do something like that but uh, what does she do she blasts pietro away because he's an asshole i guess and expands her her influence the perimeter of the town explodes and basically engulfs the entire sword encampment there and they all become it's a circus it's a circus now so that was because they're a bunch of clowns a bunch of clowns a bunch of clowns they're a bunch of clowns and what's his name escapes the uh, the spread there what's the fucking guy's name again hayward hayward yeah thank you as well as as well as rambo right rambo and jimmy uh escape as well yeah although i didn't see that did I miss it? I didn't see them. Where, uh, no, where are they going? It, it does happen. They're they're actually already driving away, and then okay. I think one of them sees so, it in the the rearview rear mirror. View. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then all the other start? action happens of of the, the the shit taking over the sword right. base and whatnot. Right. So okay. So hold on. So Monica and Jimmy were already driving in the opposite direction. Yes. Yes. Of the town because there's a line because they leave Darcy. Right, because they, 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 they left Darcy She's to like, go I'm find. Stay behind. And they were yeah. going to go do what? They, they were going to go find. Well, uh, they were going to go meet somebody Monica knows. It was oh, like, oh my, okay. my space engineer guy. Which right. again, if you read all the theories, people put too many, too much on this show because now it's like, oh, the aerospace guy must be Reed Richards. Like, guys, fucking relax already. Yeah, like, they're yeah. not going to introduce mutants and the Fantastic Four and Submariner in this fucking show <laughs> in one episode to boot. in what episode we're down we got three episodes they're gonna do all that yeah. and all those three things and introduce a secret invasion okay just yeah. fo- hold on hold on like is is patrick stewart gonna come out of the sky with a flaming sword riding a pegasus on the in the next episode here he may come as on. well he may I mean, as well I, along I with james mcavoy did it yeah. all of them <laughs> All of them. Why not? And then you know what? Same horse. And Ryan Reynolds as well, because you know uh, why? Because why not at this point? Because why not? Yeah. I mean, because who else? Who better else to break the fourth wall than Deadpool Deadpool himself? Right. So I was going to say Van Wilder himself, but yeah, Deadpool himself. (laughs) No, no, he gets absorbed and becomes Van Wilder. Oh man, that'd be great. There you go. 
Yeah, and Henry, Henry Cavill too. Why not? Yeah. Why not, down. guys? Internet, make it happen. All right, so it's my secret wish is that Disney will buy Warner Brothers and absorb the DC universe into Marvel and we can get some decent DC movies for a change, but uh, that's neither here nor there. So, okay. Well, if I had the tumbleweed sound effect, I would have uh, used I it. Can't, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Do I, I have can't, it? No, I can't. I can't land a joke at all tonight, guys. Give me a fucking break. Holy shit. Like, give me a token <laughs> laugh. I need some like canned laughter here. This for my ego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they so the the town. Okay, so the town expands basically. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the traveling circus next week, but I mean, I guess now that's Vision, a horror show. If they're yeah. if they're trapped like that, yeah. yeah. Vision saved, and I guess that's kind of it. That's where we. That's where we. Well, leave well, I guess. So. Well, I guess before you guys, we, we kind of end it. Just your thoughts then on Wanda extending it she, like she knows she says i i don't know how all of this started mm-hmm. but hey now i'm just going to extend it doesn't matter what happens so yeah. like she doesn't it doesn't seem like she just stopped like that what an extra few meters to get vision inside the bubble that was a she, lot it's a lot she's just going crazy and i don't even mm-hmm. know if we see it stop by the end of the episode it's just the, they cut to credits right as it's still expanding mm-hmm. so I think Nathan, you had mentioned before that she has in the comics has kind of warped reality in some certain storylines. So now what is she yeah. doing here? Like she's just that upset. She's just going to be like, <laughs> she's turning into Thanos. It's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's, a, like little, it's a little bit like that. I mean, although like her motives are perhaps a little more, I don't want to say selfish because I mean, it's, it's a combination of, you know, grief and, you know, it could be entirely, there's like a monkey's paw deal as to why she doesn't mm-hmm. really remember. Like she's like, yeah, sure. I'd love to have the robot back. I think that they're keeping the reveal as to why this is happening because if it, if it is just her and she just created it, why leave that? Uh, still a mystery like what like they, they're yeah, telling you point. that she doesn't remember right so yeah. something else as, is going on yeah it's still a marvel thing so they they kind of need now i'm not saying that she's completely blameless in all of this right she can stop it these people are obviously suffering mm-hmm. there is a question of the children right because even pietro had sort of brought up like oh you just keep them asleep all the time so they don't have to suffer through all this Mm-hmm. sort of thing but yeah harry you're right in the comic book i'm not i'm not that familiar with this i just sort of know the high level details of the house of m storyline i think what it is i think professor x is sort of keeping her in check and then when she completely loses it then she changes all of reality now in the comic books i'm not exactly sure what the extent of her powers are exactly but i think in also the other thing is that the other I don't know if this is related to House of M, but there is also another storyline where she, I think, goes crazy because she loses her children because they are, they don't die, but they are, I'm not exactly sure exactly how it works. Like they somehow no longer exist, but she remembers them or they're taken to hell or something like that. I'm not, I don't really remember. So I think with the introduction of the kids here, I think is important somehow. And again, I think because Quicksilver had such an interest in the kids, I mean, it's it's kind of the uncle dynamic, but he even actually does say to them, go get them hell, or like create chaos, hell spawn to them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it was such an odd line, I thought. Well, um, it's just the fun. It could also just be the fun, wacky uncle. 
but you're right. It, it, I think it, it is. I way. think there's way too. There's so many red herrings in the show. I think. Yeah. I think. I think there's a lot of red herrings because I remember completely overanalyzing the dinner scene from the first episode. It's like, but none of that's really paid off. Like it was just the scene, mm -hmm. you know. And so like lines like that, I can't like help like every little fucking detail I'm thinking about. But I I'm. I think if you take a step back and look at it, I think her she's in control of it. I just I don't think she created it though. No, I mean right? it doesn't look like she created it, but no, I don't know. Yeah. And I still think her children play a part in it in the sense that at least my ongoing theory is that she was sort of granted this. The kids are sort of a she didn't expect them, mm -hmm. but I think whoever created this may have expected that the children will come along and they somehow play into this potentially. Yeah. Right, like a bit of a Rumpelstiltskin sort of scenario, maybe. Mm, maybe. So let's let's just talk uh, for a minute about the the format of the show. So we know we're doing a Malcolm in the Middle homage here. You know, last week we did a Family Ties. The week before that, there was no sitcom at all. So what did you guys think of the the sitcom this week? The format? Did it like did it work for you? Did they lean into it the right amount? Perry, what? What are your thoughts just around the this week's sitcom format? Disappointed. Mm. They didn't lean into it at all, except for the opening. Yeah. Just like kind of like last week. They just I think at this point now the format's just a gimmick. It's unfortunate. I think it's died. It's gone the way of the dodo, or it's slowly dying a, a slow death. So I I don't think that there's anything. I know Nathan, you had mentioned something that it still was filmed in in a way that it made it look older. I, I personally didn't get that. I think, but it's very difficult to say either way because we're approaching. We are in modern times, essentially, in the last the time frame for the formats now in the last two decades. So I really don't see. It, there wasn't a lot with the kids. There wasn't a lot with the family. It was just now visions, just questioning everything, suspicious, and he wants to find answers. So he went off at his own. Wanda was dealing with Pietro or fake Pietro or whoever this guy is. And it just felt generic. It wasn't that it was bad. I like their scenes together. But with respect to the format, it didn't speak to me in any specific way. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'll say. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I, I think I generally agree. It felt like at the start, they were, they were leaning into the format a bit. Like the opening was good and they started with the kids talking to the camera, uh, even though I didn't watch Malcolm in the Middle, I could see they were doing it, but they, they seemed to quickly abandon the format after that. I think they struck a better balance than, than last week. Like last week, just, just, yeah, I'd say so. Fun. Yes. Yeah. So this was better than last week, but yeah, I think they, they didn't take advantage of the format as much as they should have. Uh, Nathan, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I th I think at least the first few minutes did feel. I think that they did use the format fairly well, and what I, I would actually have to go back and watch it. I, I think the reason why it feels like it's a show from that era because when they juxtapose it with the outside of the hex, I think there's actually even like um even like a like a, a change in just the overall resolution. Whereas like like you get like a real high def feel to everything on the outside and on right. the out in the inside not everything's quite as crisp and it's not quite as cinematic it's still very tv-esque i, I felt that yeah, last first week. few minutes yeah last week it felt oh soft. really yeah oh, okay no no which was fine the format felt like it wasn't as crisp it felt like it was filmed like they're purposely trying to film it as it was shot in the 80s 
This week, I, I right. don't know if I could, this week's format, I don't know if I could tell a difference between what you're saying, the outside yeah, and, and the I, inside. I think, but for me, it only really happens the first, I don't know, five minutes, like after the opening, which I think was still really solid. But I think part of the reason why it sort of breaks down is because Vision is leaving the show in a lot of ways because he's outside of the show, I guess. That's and right. So they, but they intercut between Wanda and Pietro, Vision, and outside the hex, and you're getting this mix. And so it, I think the reason why they do that is maybe they thought it would be too visually jarring to go back and forth all the time. And so they kind of keep it all a little bit more consistent. I thought when they did jokes, I thought they were fine. I thought they were okay. But again, yeah, I didn't watch Malcolm in the Middle. So I have no nostalgia for mm-hmm. that era. For me, I, I actually, I basically stopped watching sitcoms after Seinfeld, right? Yeah. So that would have been a few, when did Seinfeld end? Like 97, 98, yeah. right? And and it was sort of a holdover from sort of a previous era of sitcom. And so for me, I just got no nostalgia for that. So it was just sort of very generic. Like you could have told me, yeah, they're doing a show from 1994. Like they're doing 30 something or they're doing Malcolm. I just don't, I don't know. Didn't hate the episode. I liked it. I liked Evan Peters. I, I thought, you know, he brought in a good mix and I liked the wacky uncle angle of it. But in a weird way, I almost wish that it, it, the pace is actually slowing down where it's like, okay, we get it. Vision's questioning things. There's still the mystery of it. But didn't we do that last week? Yeah. You know? And so did they feel that, well, we ha- we need another episode to bring it to more modern era? I, I don't know. I kind of felt like this episode didn't do anything that we didn't already kind of do last week. Yeah, I thought the jokes were were better this week. I, I almost feel like last week, last week's episode shouldn't should have just should go, and like it should have just been this week's episode in a way. Like it feels like both both last week and this week did a lot of the same cover the same material in a lot of ways, and it's hard to have redundant episodes when you only have a nine episode season, right? So they, I don't know, maybe a missed maybe a bit of a missed opportunity. Well, again, I'll say I think I said last week. Last week was the missed opportunity. I think if last week wasn't here and it was just this week with some retooling, obviously because of the because of the brother, then I think we might we might be happier with it. Like that would just make more sense to me. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, I guess that's episode six that we're on here, episode six. So yeah, uh, any any final thoughts, Harry? Why don't you give us your your final word? Anything we missed that you want to cover? Well, you alluded to it at the beginning, but I love the what she, when she says "kick ass." Because I laughed because I said yeah. that's definitely a nod to Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, because they so, say kick ass twice, right? They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So we were joking about that last week, and then they bring it up this week, and I thought that was fantastic. So yeah. I enjoyed that yeah, aspect. That I agree with what you said, Nathan. I think the first few minutes of the show they were dealing with the format, but they've abandoned it after that. So so it's a four. It was like a 40, 42 minute episode. Uh, so pretty much. I'd say ninety more, a little bit more than ninety percent of the episode had nothing to do with the format. So that's, but there's the reason for that is that Vision is off being suspicious and challenging everything and questioning everything. So and she's distracted from Pietro. So there's a reason why it's not there. It's just disappointing that there's not more of it. But that's okay. I, I think that that is now. 
out of the picture moving forward, so I've accepted it. I still enjoyed the episode. I agree with you guys partially that they kind of replayed some of the same beats as last week and this week, because I still enjoyed what was going on this week, especially with her and Pietro and Vision still going out there and, and questioning stuff. So he's taking his time. He's not just rush out and then the show's done. So I'm enjoying the pace. I don't think pacing's an issue, but everything outside with the generic MCU players, I'm not digging that. I'm not digging what's going mm. on with Rambao and Jimmy Woo and Darcy. I mean, Darcy coming into the world will be interesting now. We talked about Kat Dennings has experience in the sitcom format, but if we're really abandoning that, then it's kind of a waste. So it'll be we'll see what happens next week, but I still recommend it. I, I like it pretty much as much as I liked last week's episode. But yeah, it's not as strong as the better episodes so far this year, but mm -hmm. still a recommend for me. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go next. I'll give Nathan the last word. I actually like this episode quite a bit. I think it was, it, this one was up there for me with a series that might have, it might have been my favorite episode, if only because I felt they struck the right balance because I know like they have to bring in the uh, the outside world. They got to bring in the MCU here. And when, once I kind of came to grips with the fact that we we're going to have MCU stuff from the outside in, once I came to grips with that, then, you know, I could kind of, I can kind of live with the balance here. I thought it was pretty good. I laughed at the jokes. I thought it was much better than last week. It's got its problems. I mean, but I, I like that they are still, I like, I still like what they're doing. You know, I still want to see every week. So I'll give him that. I love Evan Peters there. I thought he was very funny. I thought it was very funny. Like they, they did some good jokes with the wacky uncle while still, you know, laying the groundwork and uh, for, for what's to come here. So lots to unpack. I appreciated it. So Nathan, you get the, you get the last word. So yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like the episode, but uh, I think I'm still mourning the loss of, I, I guess, like the, the, like the single episode where strictly doing the format. Yeah, I'm a little bit sort yeah, of in between sure. you guys as far as like how I feel about the episode. I mean, I wasn't overall disappointed with it, but I felt like, well, did, we didn't really advance it. Although I, I feel like like the thing with the commercial, which I really dug, like just on a production level, I thought it was really great. I thought it was very evocative of that era for like a, a kid's commercial. And, you know, like the little details, like I'm, I'm a sucker for that sort of stuff. So I like all the little Easter eggs and whatnot. Like, uh, I mean, their costumes were fun, but also even like the Pietro, like I think the first time he goes and speeds out, gets costumes for him and the one kid. His hair's like all, their hair's like blown back, but that's what he looks like in the comic book with like crazy ass hair. And, you know, the, this show, it's, it has its humor. And I did laugh at some jokes, but it's also like this weird horror show. You know, the way these people are trapped in there. So I think on a rewatch, I'd be curious to know where this falls for me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I, I'm, I'm holding off like kind of like in my mind trying to rank them too much until I have the whole picture of it. Right. So because it's playing out as like one long ass movie, it's sort of hard to like you're two thirds of the way in. You're like, oh, I really like that. That 20 minute segment. That was the that was the best part of the yeah. movie. Right. You're not even finished watching yeah. the movie yet. So. Yeah, good point. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, it basically is one long, one long movie. So that's a that's a good point. Like, yeah, it's, it'll be like the longest segment? after Endgame. It'll be like the longest MCU yeah. movie, I think. But just barely after Endgame. Yeah, probably. just barely. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess that puts a Sokovian bow on episode six, WandaVision. So we'll be back next week with our uh, review of episode seven. You, you know, send, send us send us an email at rareantiquitiespod at uh, gmail.com. You can uh, rage tweet us as well. 
at some bullshit that Harry knows. That's the Twitter handle. That's some yeah. bullshit that Harry That's knows. some bullshit, Harry. <laughs> that should be the Twitter handle. He's so great. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's great. Yeah, let us know what you thought or, you know, if you want to, like, ask Harry out on a date or whatever, that's, you know, do those things. Do all that stuff. That's, that's what we want to hear. All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, spending your Friday night recapping episode six of WandaVision. And we'll see you same Wanda time, same Wanda channel next week. That's right. All right. Sounds good. See you guys next week. All right. See you, guys. See you then.